While Peter Jackson's adaptations reduce dwarves to little more than comic relief, Rings of Power shows dwarves at the height of their power in Casa Doom. Today we wander the tales of the dwarves, and you may be surprised at their loyalty, passion, and sense of justice. And we'll wander into a chance meeting between a jilted dwarvish heir and a grumpy, worried wizard. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's check the map so we know where we are for today's story. If none of this makes sense, feel free to listen to a previous episode or two to catch back up. It is the third age of Middle-earth, and we've been wandering through Appendix A of The Lord of the Rings. We've learned about the fallen Northern Kingdom, from its origins to its fall, before the War of the Ring, as well as Gondor and its kings and stewards. We've explored the origins of Rohan, including the oath of perpetual friendship between Rohan and Gondor. Today we leave aside the kingdoms of men to explore an underrated but passionate race, the dwarves of the Third Age. The first father of the dwarves was Durin the Deathless. He was one of the original seven dwarf fathers created by Aule, the master craftsman of the Valar. When Aule created the dwarves, he did not yet know the exact form of the creator Iluvatar's children, those children being elves and men. So he made his own children to be a tough and unyielding race, hewers of stone and rock, and lovers of great works of craftsmanship. Their creation story is really neat, and you can listen to one of my earliest episodes, number two, for that story. From these seven fathers came the seven principal kingdoms of the dwarves, of which Durin's line was the chief, we might say. Durin created a dwelling in the caves in the Misty Mountains above the lake Miromir, which in the dwarvish language is called Keledzadam. This lake is located on the east side of the Misty Mountains and northwest of Lothlorien. Readers of the book will remember a scene in Fellowship as the company is fleeing from Moria, and Gimli pulls Frodo and Sam aside to quickly gaze into the Miromir. And Gimli says, quote, O Keledzaram, fair and wonderful, there lies the crown of Durin till he wakes. The dwarves also believed that Durin would return in the forms of his ancestors, and, quote, five times an heir was born in his house so like to his forefather that he received the name of Durin. In Rings of Power, we see the dwarves portrayed in the Second Age, with Durin the Third and Durin the Fourth. At the end of the First Age, many dwarves fled from the west, and so Khazad-dûm grew in strength. During the Second Age, the dwarves assisted the elves in their war against Sauron when he came to claim the Rings of Power. Sauron was unable to conquer the dwarves because its halls were, quote, too deep and strong and filled with a people too numerous and valiant. Even so, quote, the gates of Moria were shut. In the middle of the Third Age, as the appendix tells us, 
The doors were seeking for mithril, quote, the metal beyond price that was becoming yearly ever harder to win. Coincidentally, they mined deeper and deeper into the mountain named Caradaras, where Gandalf and the Fellowship would later attempt to cross the Misty Mountains and would eventually be turned away. However, as the dwarves were mining for Mithril, Sauron's power was growing, and evil things were beginning to stir again. Thus the dwarves, quote, roused from sleep a Balrog of Morgoth. However, another explanation could be made. Because of Sauron's strengthening power, the Balrog had already been awakened, and so the dwarves, quote, released it from prison. Durin VI, king of Khazad-dûm at that time, was slain by the Balrog and his son. Quote, then the glory of Moria passed, and its people were destroyed or fled far away. The refugees of Moria followed Durin VI's grandson, Thrain, and settled far in the east, in a lonely mountain known as Erebor. While Thrain was king under the mountain, he discovered, quote, the great jewel, the Arkenstone, heart of the mountain. But soon the dwarves abandoned Erebor for other unexplored mountains in the north, and when one of their kings and his son were slayed by a, quote, great cold drake, they returned to Erebor. There they, quote, prospered and became rich. They were friends with the kingdoms of men that lived near them, and they enjoyed peace for some time. But the rumor of their treasure hoard came to the ear of, quote, Smaug the Golden, greatest of the dragons of his day. The dragon attacked Erebor to claim the treasure, and the dwarves were destroyed or fled again. In their homeless, wandering years, Thror, quote, gave to his son Thrain the one great treasure he still possessed, the last of the seven rings. With the ring he gave counsel, quote, This may prove the foundation of a new fortune for you yet, though that seems unlikely, but it needs gold to breed gold. Then, with a solitary companion, Thror left. He wandered, yet found himself outside the gates of the once mighty dwarvish kingdom of Khazad-dûm. Leaving his companion outside, he went into the darkness of Moria, quote, walking proudly in, as an heir that returns. He did not come back out. After some days, his body was thrown out of the gate. The companion heard orc voices from the gate, laughing, and telling him to warn any other dwarves who go to Moria that they will meet the same fate as Thror, and written on Thror's face was the name Azog. When the companion returned and reported the tales of Thror's son Thrain, he refused to be insulted by Azog the Orc. Quote, that was the beginning of the War of the Dwarves and the Orcs. This war, though, is unique from other wars in Middle-earth, in that it was, quote, fought for the most part in deep places beneath the earth. Thrain gathered the other houses of dwarves to avenge his father's death, quote, for this dishonor to the heir of the eldest of their race filled them with wrath. The dwarven forces took out each orc stronghold, including Gundabad in the far north, that orc stronghold that is mentioned in the Hobbit movies. Eventually, all the orcs were gathered around Azog in Moria, and a great battle ensued outside the eastern gate. Both the orcs and the dwarves suffered great losses. Thror's son, Thorin, used a branch of an oak tree as a shield, hence the name Oakenshield. This is the battle that is portrayed in The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, when Balin is explaining Thorin's past. Thorin's cousin, Dane Ironfoot, engaged Azog in battle right before the gates, and slew Azog. Thus the dwarves won back Khazad-dûm. But it was a sorely paid-for victory. The dwarves who were not of Durin's house left, having taken vengeance for the insults on their race. Thorin moved to enter Moria, but Dane forbade him, saying, quote, Only I have looked through the shadow of the gate. Beyond the shadow it waits for you still. 
Durin's bane. The world must change, and some power other than ours must come, before Durin's folk walk again in Moria. So the dwarves dispersed, Thror and Thorin returned to the west. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we continue the story, let's explore this ring that was given to Thorin's father, Thror. This ring is believed to be one of the set of seven rings which was given to Durin III by the elves and not by Sauron. Even so, Sauron's, quote, evil power was on it, since he had aided in the forging of all the seven. The bearers of this ring did not speak of it openly, and passed it down before death, and general knowledge of its whereabouts weren't discussed. The dwarves couldn't find the ring on Azog's body, since they believed that Thrain had worn the ring when he had foolishly wandered into Moria and started the war of the orcs and dwarves. Regardless, the dwarves proved to be too tough and proud for the ring to overly possess them, for, quote, they could not be reduced to shadows enslaved to another will, unlike the men who possessed the Nine Rings. Regardless, the heirs of Durin's house seemed to have more misfortune than other houses, and the ring did, quote, inflame their hearts with a greed of gold and they were filled with wrath and desire for vengeance on all who deprived them. This is an interesting theme in Jackson's Hobbit movies. The gold sickness or dragon fever that Elrond claims runs in Thorin's family line. Interesting also that Thorin is overhearing this supposedly private conversation in Rivendell, Elrond's refuge, whereas in Rings of Power there's an inverse of this scene. Elrond eavesdrops on a conversation Durin is having in Durin's own kingdom. Also, there's some great scenes of Thorin and others of his household being overcome by their lust for gold, including that trippy sequence in the Battle of the Five Armies where Thorin is mentally drowned in liquid gold. These adaptations, I think, are accurate descriptions of the ring's effect on Thrain, Thror, and Thorin, although Thorin never directly possessed the ring. Let's round out this episode by filling some of the holes of the story that's told in Tolkien's The Hobbit. The first attempt to reclaim Erebor was by Thorin's father, Thrain. Partly motivated by, quote, malice of the ring he had inherited, he lusted for the ancient treasure hold that Smog had stolen from him. He departed into the wilderness, and it was known only afterward that he had been captured and held as prisoner in the evil fortress Dol Guldor. He was tortured, and the ring was taken from him by Sauron, who at that time disguised himself as a dark necromancer. Thorin became the heir of his people, and a desire grew within him to reclaim Erebor. But without armies, weapons, or alliances, he had no means of great strength to achieve his goal. But, quote, at last there came about by chance a meeting between Gandalf and Thorin. It happened that they were both staying at Bree at the same time. Gandalf was worried about the state of things in the northeast corner of Middle-earth. He knew that Sauron was gathering forces and planning a war, and intended to strike first at Rivendell, the main military force of the elves. Gandalf surmised that Sauron could use Smaug the dragon to, quote, terrible effect. 
he wondered how he might achieve the end of Smaug and cut off Sauron from a major asset, and befuddle his plans to move against Rivendell. While pondering these thoughts, Thorin walks up to Gandalf, saying in part, quote, You have often come into my thoughts of late, as if I were bidden to seek you. That was the beginning of the quest for Erebor, which is told from Bilbo's perspective in The Hobbit. But what's not told in The Hobbit, although it is portrayed in the movies, is what Gandalf was doing when he left the dwarves on their quest alone. Gandalf succeeded in convincing the White Council to move on Dol Guldur, and thus expose Sauron. Sauron retreated to Mordor and continued his preparations for war. Later, after the War of the Ring, Gandalf is reflecting to Frodo and Gimli that had he not sent the dwarves on their quest, the war might have turned out differently. Quote, Dragon fire and savage swords in Eriador, night in Rivendell. There might be no queen in Gondor, but that has been averted because I met Thorn Oakenshield one evening on the edge of Spring and Bree, a chance meeting, as we say in Middle Earth. Well, as Thorne says in the Hobbit movie, this was no chance meeting, as we could guess that likely the Valar, from their thrones in the far west, were gently nudging the good peoples of Middle Earth to great deeds in order to conquer Sauron. Chance is another major theme for Tolkien. So many unlikely events had to line up perfectly in order for good to overcome the shadow. How is it that Bilbo, in the dark depths of the mountain, could have happened across a tiny golden ring that just happened to fall from Gollum's possession? How unlikely is it that a hobbit even went on that journey in the first place and returned again alive? And it just so happens that by Bilbo's simple good fortune that the free peoples of Middle-earth are able to deprive the enemy from his single greatest weapon? Gandalf once called that, quote, a dreadful chance, when explaining the ring's history to Frodo. Frodo laments that Bilbo didn't kill Gollum, quote, when he had a chance. But Gandalf corrects Frodo, saying that, quote, I have not much hope that Gollum can be cured before he dies, but there is a chance of it. Tom Bombadil, Mysterious Tom, who movie-only fans have no idea about, happens to save the hobbits in the old forest. He says, quote, Just chance brought me then, if chance you call it. Elrond says that all the representatives have come to his council at just the right time. Quote, you have come and are here met in this very nick of time, by chance, as it may seem. Boromir makes some claim to the ring, since Gondor has been the principal resistance against Sauron. He tells Frodo, quote, it is not yours, save by unhappy chance. Even Elrond and Aragorn's family history in the First Age was by chance. Baron, the mortal man, just happens to cross the powerful magic barrier and discover the lovely elf maiden Luthien? I could go on, but I think you get the idea. In Middle-earth, victory over evil is not necessarily assured by strategic planning, huge forces of might, or the foresight of the wise. All of those things are needed, of course. But what really overcomes evil are the small chances, the unlikely opportunities for unlikely heroes to step out of their everyday comforts, go on an adventure, and do what little they can to overcome the shadow. Before leaving this theme of chance, let me share one last unlikely opportunity. Gimli the Dwarf was unique in many ways, not only for his friendship with Legolas the Elf, but also for his reverence for Lady Galadriel. Yet, when Legolas went to the Undying Lands of the West, he took Gimli with him, a chance likely procured by Galadriel for Gimli. And yet this opportunity is the alignment of three unusual chances. Quote, It is a strange thing indeed, 
that a dwarf should be willing to leave Middle-earth for any love. That's chance number one. Or that the Eldar should receive him. Chance number two. Or that the Lords of the West should permit it. Chance number three. Thanks for wandering with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.